You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Oh, hey! Good morning! Happy Thursday, July the 27th. To all those who celebrate. Yeah, excellent day. Came already July the 27th. Can you believe (laughs) there's only 31 days in the month? Wow! Time flies, hey? Time is just a fake social construct anyway. You know what? Thank you. I've been (laughs) saying that for years, and George always just glosses over it and starts talking about how the moon landing's fake. No, that's real. Time is fake. Well, uh, it's fine. We'll move on. (laughs) Hey, good morning, everybody. We only got two more days of this um, gong show. I'm Matt Rose. No George Russick. He's Peter Klein. Hi. He's Patty Dumas. Hello. Hi, Pat. How you doing? Great. And GVP's in the other room. Hi. Gang's all here. Feeling good. Hey, um, that actually reminds me. When I was gone, there was a Scooby-Doo conversation on the show. The uh, the mystery gang. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Um, I think George called the mystery machine the mystery truck or something like that. <laughs> and I was like, I have an extensive Scooby-Doo knowledge. And the one day that it comes up on the show, I'm away. So oh. I wanted to just make sure that... <laughs> I got that in here as that popped into my mystery mind. Mystery truck. This Thursday. Mystery truck. Yeah, lame. Uh, hey, you guys watched Jays yesterday? Did you get sure up from did. your nap and I just did. watch yeah. Jays in the middle of the afternoon? It was a beautiful thing. Isn't well it nice? rested. Um, I felt like, you know, the crowd where there was like nobody there because it was probably a beautiful day in LA. And right. If you'd, you know, taken the day off to go watch the ball. I also understand if the Jays didn't wet your palate and going down to the beach was also an option. And those afternoon starts, you get the same result. I don't know if everybody was able to watch it live, but I don't know. I I kind of prefer to watch the earlier two games that are like really tight rather mm-hmm. than the Jays just run up the score, which yeah. is great. Like it made me feel more comfortable, but I was able to kind of bounce a little Ooh. bit early on in that game. When because... I'm not watching games, I like when they do that when they run up the score. Right. Cause that's great. Yeah. Excellent. Easy analysis. They went out there, smacked dingers. Pitching was good. Crushed a couple tanks, and you're, you're good to yeah, go. Yeah, move on. But if I'm going to sit down and watch it, I'd like it to be tight, close. Yeah. And this one was not. But in a good way. Yeah. Jays well, went out and got it. Well, and as we know, like you can't blow an 8-1 lead. Uh, there's just no Are, possible way that's, no possible that's way? happening. Are you... Can we fact check that if that's ever happened? <laughs> yeah, I can't think of one very prominent instance where the Blue Jays blew an 8-1 you lead can't? in the last 12 months mm. or so. No, but... My memory's no good. So. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was... Like, you see the crowds like, well, I thought the Dodgers were doing well. It's like, I don't know. It's middle of summer. There's a thousand things you could be doing in Los Angeles. So going out and watching Yusei Kikuchi just absolutely <laughs> deal may not be at the top of your priority list. I understand that. But that was, it was exactly what the Blue Jays needed, right? Mm. Like, it, it's been a bit too white knuckle lately, and it seems like anytime it's been a close game, they found ways to lose it in heartbreaking, hilarious fashion. <laughs> so, a nice little 8-1 Yusei Kikuchi, 100 and, what was it, 105 pitches or whatever. Yeah. Cruising through one of the best lineups in baseball. Nice way to to spend an afternoon. Yeah, and, and he didn't make it easy on himself early on. No. No. He, no, it looked like it was going to be, like, <laughs> oh yeah, four and two thirds with 97 yeah. pitches. I was listening to the first couple innings on the radio, walking the pup, and they were like, yeah, maybe he'll get through three today. Maybe (laughs) he'll get through four. Ended up having a solid outing. Um, Righted the ship. 
And that's kind of been the story of his season, hasn't it? Yeah. Just turning it around. And there hasn't been points in the year where it's like, you got to move him way up in the rotation. But at the same time, it's like, hey, it's kind of gravy at this point, especially when you look at what last year was. Yeah. I know he's got the big deal and he gets all the money. And, you know, not all the money, but he gets he's got a solid contract. It's probably playing about where he should be. It's just good to see this guy move around. And now we wait and that question has been answered. We just keep moving forward. Day yeah. off today. And now they've got a whole bunch of divisional games, which is not te- treated this team exceptionally well. But no. a little bit of confidence boost beating the Dodgers two out of three. That's good. Yeah, I mean, it can only help, right? So now it's a, a huge series coming up now against the apparently just buying LA Angels who are refusing to believe that they can do anything but make the playoffs. So in they go. It'd be nice to <laughs> kind of just put them away. Now. And apparently Otani might not get a start in Toronto now because no. of the rainout situation. Yeah, yeah he's, he's pitching today. Pitching in the doubleheader today against the Tigers. So... Like, they still have to pitch to one of the best hitters in Which, baseball, but now they don't have to face one of the best pitchers in baseball. I'd almost ra- rather face him as a pitcher because the way he's been pitching over the last month hasn't been very great, but he's still been hitting the ball, the face off that ball, and as he chases Aaron Judge's 62 here. I would have liked to see him pitch because I don't watch a lot of Angels games when they're not playing the Jays. That would have been nice. That's fair. But yeah. mm, apart from that. I think it starts on Sportsnet today, so you can just pop that that's one, the early one. Exceptional yeah, stuff. it's the early game. Oh, o'clock. so you just do the same thing I did yesterday? Yeah, that's okay. 11 o'clock instead of 2, but yeah. Oh, that's prime nap time. Yeah, that is true. Oh, it's tough. This is a tough decision, mm-hmm. man. This tough gig we got over here. I hey. get I get like it's not like for everyone and <laughs> ticket sales and all of those things. I am a big fan of afternoon sports. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. The, the NHL, yep. NBA, let's throw on some matinees on a Thursday for no good reason. Yeah, I uh, I get why they don't. Yeah. Fully understand why they don't. Baseball. I would just where like them to. It's nicer to just sit in the sun during the day. Yeah. Like it's different when you have to go inside in the winter and the whole nine yards. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. It would be nice. But I also like when they they get in the first round of the playoffs and it's just like drinking from a fire hose. They've got like three or four <laughs> games a day. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely love it. Can't yeah, those, get enough. those weekend days where it's like, all right, I am starting at 11 and this thing is wrapping up at about 1 a.m. Yeah. Love that. Buckle in. Yeah. Get the cooler filled because I'm not getting up. No. Uh, we actually have a great show on tap today. We got Luke Gazdick joining us. Sportsnet and the host of Mitts Off podcast which is uh, getting rave reviews out of the gate here this summer. Uh, we'll chat with Luke about just summer, a couple extensions, Patrice Bergeron. I want to ask him, how frustrated would the superstars of your team get playing against Patrice Bergeron? I don't mean to offend Luke, but I don't know if he was out there a lot of shifts against number 37. That's fair. Especially if they were playing in Boston. That probably would never happen. But at the same time, played with some pretty high caliber players and some guys that were young in their career, and I assume would have been relatively frustrated with playing against Patrice Bergeron back then. That would have to be just a miserable way to spend an evening. Yeah, and I wonder what it's like just being on the bench and you're like, there's nothing I can do. Right. Like, what am I going to do? Run Patrice Bergeron against the Boston Bruins? I will die. Yeah. The rest of them will get me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because back then, there was the rest of them. Yeah, Lucic would probably have yeah, a, a thing or two to say about it. Kind of right in that kind of wheelhouse, right? Yeah. And then, like, Luke would be over there, like, hey, just don't. 
Yeah. Don't worry about it. No, I just, you you got good. this. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not too worried about it. Just do your thing. It's fine. Yeah. As you were, guys. No problem <laughs> here. Um, so we're going to talk to uh, Luke about that. Ask him if he ever tried to fight Patrice Bergeron. <laughs> we'll ask him to see what he says. Uh, at 8 o'clock, Shai Davidi going to join us. We're going to talk a lot of Blue Jays, but also um, just a little bit more kind of general MLB. The trade deadline's coming up in four, five days now on Tuesday. Yep. yep. So that that's soon. The Angels went out and acquired some players yesterday. Yes, they did. So Shohei Otani's not going anywhere. No, he's not. You can just put it all to bed. No more trade rumors. No more excitement. And they're getting Trout back mid-August, I guess. So From, let's go. Did he have Liz Frank on his foot? Uh, ham, a hammock fracture on his wrist. Hammock? Hammock. Ow. This doesn't sound very nice at all. Um, Shai Davidi is going to join us. We're going to talk about the Blue Jays, who actually made a trade yesterday as well. Uh, Trent Thornton. Um, Video tribute coming. Yeah. <laughs> forever, <laughs> forever a Blue Jay. Yeah. Sorry, it's a hamate bone, not a hammock. Hamate bone. I could go for a day in a hammock, though. Mm, I yeah, too. that's what I was thinking, too. Hammock would be nice right now. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Especially, yeah, right during the show. Just take off, go lay in a hammock. No, just prop one up here. I can lay across and talk still. Yeah? Yeah. These yeah. microphones got a bit of reach to them. Yeah, I remember the old guy used to do that. He was dialed in whenever he did the show laying down. <laughs> uh, Blue Jays columnist for Sportsnet, Shai Davidi, is going to join us. Um, There's a lot to talk about. Trades yeah. for the Jays, Shohei Otani. Really, the division is, is fascinating around the Blue Jays because now the Angels are, what, four games back, five games back of a wild card spot. That wild card spot held by the Toronto Blue Jays, and then you have two more AL East teams separating them. Oh, and by the way, there's two more AL East teams ahead of the Blue Jays, including the Orioles, who are the best team in the American League. Right. Weird. Closing the gap, though. Jays are only five and a half games back. It's right right there. It's very tight at the top of the leaderboard. Five and a half games back. You can play them for four next week. That's a good point. It's not like the Yankees last year where they were just like, what are we doing here? Right. And then they eventually fell off and got caught, which was hilarious. Amazing. Uh, incredible theater. Yeah. But I, I that that's not the case this year. It's going to be a lot tighter of a race, and I wonder if we see more people try to acquire things. More like an NHL trade deadline. Mm. Right? Where even the wild card teams feel like they got something going for them. Yeah. I, I wonder, too, like how many, like a lot of these teams, the only issue with the deadline is a lot of these teams feel like they're in it. Case in point, the LA Angels. You know, like that extra yeah, right? playoff spot does make it a little bit different. Like the the Mariners at four and a half games back, they probably feel like they're right in it. Um, I don't know what the Guardians were doing with their trade yesterday. Uh, acquiring Noah Syndergaard in 2023 it isn't how I would run my organization, but to each their own. But they might still feel like they're in it. So I feel like there's a few less sellers this year. And I wonder if you're like, like a Seattle or someone like that. It's like, you know, there's only a couple of sellers, and one of them is Oakland, who has literally nothing you would want. Yeah. I wonder if we maybe get some value out of this and, and try to flip a few people. So I wonder if a, a few surprise sellers pop up in the next few days. We'll ask Shy all about it, all yeah. about that, the Jays. Um, we talked a little bit about it over the course of the week, but, you know, there's some holes on the Jays roster, but I don't know if there's any one glaring hole. But no. you could kind of fix a few different things uh, in the next little bit here with the trade deadline coming up. Uh, also, 
Hayden Mayer, world championship medalist speed skater for Team Canada, is going to join us because coming up on August the 13th, just a few weeks away, is Skate for Kids at the Olympic Oval. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a great little event. We're going to be chatting with him all about it. And, of course, um, you know, being an Olympian, all that type of stuff. He also owns a little, um, a cool mobile uh, coffee shop here in Calgary. A mobile coffee yeah, it, it's shop? A, it's an old Citroen, like a 1970s Citroen, and it runs like a coffee shop out of it. Interesting. I love that. Yeah, I was going to okay. ask about that, too. So we have tons of stuff to talk about. Um, Skate for Kids, is he, he created it. He's bringing the Calgary community together with Olympic, Paralympic, World Championship, World Cup, and national medal-winning athletes from speed skating, bobsleigh, ice hockey, skeleton, luge, para-ice hockey, and wheelchair rugby for the unique skate on the Olympic Oval Ice. It goes from 10 a.m. to 1 o'clock uh, on August the 13th. It's an effort to raise $50,000 in support of the expansion of the Pediatric Mental Health Unit at the Albertans, Alberta Children's Hospital. Um Pediatric mental health unit, yeah, that checks a lot of boxes for me. So, mm-hmm. yep. um, this list of ambassadors is great. Hayden's doing a great job himself, and uh, we'll have a chance to talk to him a little bit about it at eight thirty. Uh, so, we're looking forward to that chat as well. And yeah. well, about coffee, excellent stuff. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't want to do this uh, today on the show. We have an open segment at seven o'clock. Um, but right now, what I want you to do on the text line, because the MLB trade deadline is coming up, and it's very intriguing. We're all very excited yep. for it. But um, let's get the M- NHL rumor mill going a little bit here, because we, we haven't done a ton of hockey on the show over the course of the week. Luke Gazdick's coming up. Uh, at 7 o'clock, what I want to hear is your proposals for players that are um, on the trade block currently. It doesn't have to be members of the Calgary Flames, but if you want to throw it out for a Michael Backlund, if you want to throw it out for a Noah Hannafin, if you want to throw it out for an Elias Lindholm, that's fine. We'll go through them. Patty will get them all together, even the ones that are ludicrous, because we know that there's going to be them. Those are the best ones. Those are my yeah. favorites. Uh, we'll play them. We'll do a little bit of who says no type of stuff coming up. Um, but it's not just the Flames either. Eric Carlson mm-hmm. is probably one of the biggest ones. Yep. Uh, in Winnipeg. Uh, Shifley and Mark, Hellebuck. Mark Shifley, Connor Hellebuck. We'll listen to rumors on both of those guys. One of the Toronto guys, probably. Mar- out there. Marner, you mean, or uh, Nylander. Nylander, Austin Matthews. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Throw them in. Nine six zero. Nine six zero. In a second. Who yeah, says no? yeah. And then we're gonna do that just after seven o'clock. So we're gonna play some of them. Because listen, I know what you're doing. You're out there. You're on the golf course. You're, you know, sitting in the dugout at slow pitch. You just at the bar and Jordan Pint while you watch the Blue Jays game. You know, you're talking some NHL rumors. It comes up. It's yeah. the off season, but we're all hooked into it. So send them in. Send them to us. We'll get them out there. We'll read a few of them. And we'll give you our thoughts at seven o'clock. And maybe if there's a couple of ones that we actually think might be possible, we'll throw them at our guest Luke Gazdick at seven thirty as well. Love that. Um, do you have any uh, player that you're kind of keeping an eye on right now as far as the rest of the summer, the rest of the minimal rest of July and August before we get into training camps at some point in September, which is so close, but yeah. that's fine. I am stunned Eric Carlson hasn't moved yet. Really? Which, like, yeah. Like, I, A, I thought he would be moved at the deadline. So we are like getting into month five of me being excited that Eric Carlson has or being surprised that Eric Carlson hasn't been moved yet. So I I just 
because the NHL offseason moves so quickly and then yeah. people just stop because the offseason takes place in the summer and who wants to be working on July 27th when you don't have to. Mm-hmm. So I, I tend to think that these things move very quickly and it's just kind of stopped. Like there isn't even any buzz about it right now, aside from Carolina signs D'Angelo and everyone assumes they're out of it now because that fixes it. Well, they just have so many defensemen. I feel like they've got seven or eight NHL defensemen right yeah. now. I'm not surprised that Eric Carlson hasn't moved. He's got one of the hardest contracts to move in the entire NHL, and he still has term. And yes, he had an amazing season, but I said it on the show for the entire year. I think that there got to a point where he said, eh, this year, probably not going to make the playoffs. One thing I can do is create some offense and create a little bit of buzz. And he went out and he did that. Mm-hmm. Like, I... I if he was playing on a team with serious playoff aspirations, I don't think he would have had a hundred points because he would have had to check a little bit harder in his own end. If there was another very elite defenseman that was playing on the San Jose Sharks, I think we would have seen there's there's a there's a handful of guys in the NHL that I think could have gone into San Jose last year and done Eric Carlson's job and done the exact same thing that he did, mm-hmm. just with the reins off, right? Yeah. And at eleven million dollars for like three more years, that is a that is a big chunk out of your salary cap, plus the assets that the sharks were wanting. I just I've never seen it being something that could actually happen because I think the contract's too big. I think teams realize that yes, this was an outstanding year, but how does he really help you win a championship at this point in his career? And the assets you'd have to give up that San Jose wants are going to be heavy. I hear everything you are saying. (laughs) I don't want this to go into, I can't believe none of these teams want Eric Carlson. I don't think anything he did last year is repeatable. And I think the odds are the next four years of his contract going to look pretty bad. He just had a great year again. Bounce back. It's nice that we can see what he did. That's why I'm surprised San Jose, even if it's like, 75 cents on the presumed dollar right now weren't just like, yeah, go get out of here. Trade them for like whatever the best offer is at the time. Just like, yeah, fine, whatever. Um, And also we have seen all of those things you described. Like, yeah, big stats on a bad team guy. Way overpaid. However, he has, it was a while ago, but he's done it before. um, And in big situations. And also teams fall over themselves to get, puck moving defenseman. We have seen many, and I do mean many, a stupid decision made to try to go out and get a puck moving defenseman who's done it before in the playoffs. So I am not saying in any way that I can't believe no teams yeah. want Eric Carlson. It is, I can't believe no one's done something stupid yet and gone out and got Eric Carlson. Is there a part of this, like you remember the Brent Burns deal the season before or the off season prior, uh, the Hurricanes go out and they get Brent Burns and Lane Peterson for Steven Lorenz, E2, McAniemi, and a third-round pick, and the Sharks retained 33% of the cap hit. And at the time, I went, yeah, time probably to turn the page on Brent Burns, but I still think that he's got quite a bit to give. Mm-hmm. You probably could have got more than a third-round pick and a couple of, you know, Steven Lorenz and E2, McAniemi. You know, apologies, but <laughs> I thought that there would be a little bit more there. And there were rumors that they were trying to get a couple of first-round picks for Eric Carlson at the trade deadline. You can't trade Brent Burns for pennies on the dollar and then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden change your complete style when you're going to move Eric Carlson just because he's had a good year. Yeah. And I just think that 
when Mike Greer made that first move trading Brent Burns away, one of the first moves that he made, I just thought he kind of gave it up a little bit too easy. And, and now you've set your own market. And you've kind of set your own bar yeah. in your market. And teams are like, ridiculous. You traded Brent Burns for third-round pick and guys that nobody's heard of yeah. last offseason, and now you want this for Eric Carlson because he's gone out and had a good half a year? Like, that's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, if if it comes down to San Jose was looking for too much, then that is a gigantic failure on their part because that like this was the only opportunity you had to move eleven and a half million dollars out. Like just that alone, I I think cap space is the like greatest asset in the National Hockey League right now. And if you can clear out eleven and a half million of it and get anything, I, you you do that right away. So to be extra greedy on top of that if it if that's what all of this has come down to and that's what the the delays have been then that is a gigantic failure on the san jose sharks part now the sharks as well like my big question with them when it comes to eric carlson is what is the number that you would be comfortable with retaining because we've talked about it before 11 and a half million dollars you got four more years i think what it comes down to is how close do you think the san jose sharks are being to I don't I'm, I don't even want to say competing, but at least on the up, you know, kind of where the Sabres and the Devils have been for the last couple seasons, where you're like, yeah. we've made some progress in the right direction, we bottomed out, but now we've got some elite players and we're taking a couple of steps forward. I don't see the Sharks being anywhere remotely close to that. I think no. they have one of the worst prospects systems for teams that are in the bottom ten, bottom third of the NHL, yeah. they probably have one of the worst prospect pools around. That comes when you are the kind of, you know, dynasty isn't right because they didn't win, but a team right. that went to the playoffs for like 20 straight years. You don't get to pick a lot of high-end players. No, the and fact the, that they were able to kind of supplement some things with guys like Hurdle and Meyer yeah. and uh, Couture as long as they did was actually quite impressive. But again, eventually that stops. You could make a case that this is one of the like worst situations to be GM of right now. Because you you have an aging without a doubt. You have an aging expensive roster. You have minimal prospects to to get excited about. And they're expensive and they're under contract for a while, right? Mm -hmm. Like Logan Couture, phenomenal in his time. I wouldn't love paying him eight million dollars until twenty twenty seven. Nope. Uh Tomas Hurdle, again, I think quite a bit of, uh, but his contract goes beyond the parameters of the cap friendly page. Yeah, at, it goes forever. Um, yeah, at, yeah, it's it's just an infinite 8 million dollar contract. That would concern me as well. Like you have these giant contracts that feel impossible to move. They haven't even started the bottom out process yet. Like they haven't even got to the point where, oh yeah, now we're 3 years away. Like it's the the Bruno Caboclo thing. They're they're 3 years away from being 3 years away. Yeah, and and that's exactly what this last year was in my opinion. One of those years where you're, you're finally like, "Oh, okay." reality starts to set in. Yeah. These guys can't do it anymore. And like you you wonder about guys like Tomas Hurdle. Like once again, going back to that deal that he signed, and I thought it was not the right deal to sign at the time, because that's a guy who prevents you to from completely bottoming out. Yeah. He's a good player. Yeah. And he's a guy that you're gonna win a couple games with. And as a result, be that much higher up the standings. And we just saw in the last trade or the last you know, NHL draft lottery. You, you want to be as close to the bottom as you possibly right. can. Yeah, like it doesn't guarantee you that you get the best pick, but it certainly helps. You yeah. know, like it, it gives you better odds than everyone else if you really suck. And if you lose, you still get a really nice consolation prize. Yep. Right? Whereas the Sharks did not get that far down. 
They ended up getting, what, third, fourth overall this year? They went all over more, whatever? No, they were further than that. They were fifth, something like that? Mm-hmm. Give me a sec. I don't know what to. Well, I don't know what to make of this Eric Carlson stuff. I don't know if he's going to get dealt. But we do want to see your rumors. You can hit us up on the text line nine six zero nine six zero. A couple of texts in already. Uh, Matt Murray in a second to the Yotes for future considerations. Yeah, we will talk about that one later on for sure. Man, I'm liking what Arizona's building there, and they got a guy that might be coming over here uh, that a lot of people didn't think that would sign here. I don't know if the Arizona Coyotes are going to be taking on salary no. the way they were. They're, no. they're getting to the point where we're not taking on anymore. We got our picks. We're going to start drafting these guys, and we're going to start putting players in the league. Logan Cooley's coming. Yeah. That is huge. Yeah, it sounds like he might that sign this huge. year. That is huge. Well, especially for a team that went out and got Jason Zucker. Yeah. Yep. Went and got Alex Kerfoot. Went and got. They brought back Stetch Dog. Sean Dersey. They did. They did bring <laughs> back Stetch Dog. You got to have a lot of respect for bringing back Stetch Dog. Um, man, this is a cheap defense. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all just signed for this year. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Seven defensemen, seven expiring contracts. A few of them are FAs, but seven defensemen, and they're getting paid seven point six. Love it. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah, and not Good one of them, them is locked in beyond next year. Good for them. Yeah. Um, you know, they Michelli's get signed his uh, his extension. You know, I, I love what he did this past year. He's taking the next steps forward. For check, they got Weber, they got Little. <laughs> yeah, man, Brian Little yeah, got, got those veterans. There. Yeah, they got those KG vets plus all this youth. <laughs> My goodness, man, dude, I hate to say it, but they might actually be kind of exciting to watch. Oh, and they oh, have uh, picks. ten second round picks over the next three years. Sheesh. <laughs> Which, of course, I think if Arizona thinks they'll be reaching a contender status in three years, maybe they don't have those picks. Maybe those picks are sent away yeah. from players. If mm. they're one of the teams, because like, every year someone comes out of nowhere, right? If oh, they yeah. are one of the out-of-the-nowhere teams, like, I'm not saying they go out and make a big, oh, here comes William Nylander. But, A, you know the second the puck drops on the season and Austin Matthews is still playing on an expiring contract, the rumors of him to Arizona are going to go nuts. And also, this is a team that, if they want to make a splash, can make about four of them <laughs> with the draft capital that they have. Cap space. Yeah. And they're confident. If you, you listen to Craig Morgan, who's probably the best guy covering the Coyotes, they're confident that they're going to get that rink done here sooner rather than later, that they have space, they have the spots picked out. They're just trying to narrow them down, that they're going to have that rink built in Arizona eventually. They have $44 million in cap space next year. <laughs> And no defenseman, right? Signed, yeah, but yeah. You do have a couple of things you need <laughs> to take care of, guys, you know? like an entire blue line. <laughs> yeah, but aside but... from that, <laughs> that up front, that that core up yeah. front is looking is looking nice. It, it's it's young, it's exciting, and if it, it, you throw Logan Cooley in there, who it's still in my mind should have been taken first overall last yeah. year. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think this guy is going to be the sky's the limit for Arizona, man. Clayton Keller uh, oh. might be their captain this year. He's one of Sounds my favorite like he's players. Get to see. He's, one of, he's one of my favorite players. I remember his draft year was a year that the Flames were bottoming out. And so we got to the point where we we're doing the, the draft lottery simulator and mock draft thing every day. Mm. And for like a solid week, the Flames were getting Clayton Keller. And at that point, we had our sights set higher on that. So I was just dumping on Clayton Keller for a full week. Like, mm. this is not the guy we want. This would be terrible. <laughs> this would be, and now it's like, well, you know. That would have uh, been, been pretty nice. Yeah, so Clinton, pretty good. Clinton Keller would look pretty good with Blasty on his chest right now. But, uh, man, yeah, Arizona. What draft was that? Who'd they end up taking instead? 2016? 
Mm, Matthew Kachuk. Yeah. yeah, it was fine. So yeah, it worked out all it right out yeah. at the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a really good draft. I still think it worked out fine. Yeah, I know he left, but it still worked out. They fine. Clayton Keller's an American too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, he'd be gone. He would also be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he also would have said, "See ya." Yeah, bye bye. Seven point one seems out. remarkably reasonable for his contract. Right? <laughs> So Arizona's yeah. in a better spot than the Flames is if he, what I'm taking okay, away from this. Oh, I don't know if that's long term. I don't know. Long term. Next, next year, I don't know if I'm taking them over the Flames. Oh. Let me think. Stop. On. <laughs> 2025, 26. Yeah, stop it. 25, 26. Yeah, yeah. When, they're, when they're in Houston, they're going to be just <laughs> unstoppable. Which one? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. Oh, 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 what are you doing? I'm joking. I joke. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Good morning. Nah. We're moving the team to Houston. <laughs> Patty's got your morning report next. Sports 960, the fan. You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Oh, yeah. Good morning. Welcome back. Hope you're having a lovely Thursday. Matty Rose, Peter Klein, Patty Dumas, GVP spinning the tracks today. A couple great choices out of the gate. Excellent work. We're live in the Douglas Basement Systems downtown studio. Cracked foundation, Boeing foundation walls. We have a simple permanent solution to stabilize your foundation. Contact Basement Systems. They are all things basement-y. Visit dlbasementsystems.com. Coming up on the show today, Luke Gazdick, right around 7.30. Former NHLer, sports and analyst, mitts off podcast. You can check it out on YouTube. Not right now, obviously. You're listening to the show. Right. But at some point, you can check it out. Uh, great interviews. Um personalizing the players a little bit. Less uh, X's and O's, more what'd you have for breakfast mm-hmm. type of stuff. Um, much better than that, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Shai Davidi, just after 8 o'clock, Blue Jays columnist and uh, writer for Sportsnet. He will join us to talk about the Jays, their series, their road trip out on the West Coast. They're now returning home to play the Angels. Uh, we'll have to face Shohei Otani, the batter. We'll not have to face Shohei Otani, the pitcher. And Otani is staying with the LA Angels, who are four games back of the Toronto Blue Jays as we enter game today. There um, are actions today. The Jays don't play today. Their next game is against the Halos on Friday night. Uh, and then we're also going to have a Hayden Mayer from the um, Skate for Kids. He's also a world championship medalist speed skater. That's going to come up at 8.30. But right now, it is time for the morning report. If you own a BMW... Choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10%. On 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast, we say good morning to Patty Dumas. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. Matty Rose. No, this is Patrick. Yeah, let's get to it. Uh, the Jays, uh, they were taking on the Dodgers in their finale. Uh, but ahead of this one, they made a minor trade, sending Trent Thornton. Uh, who was DFA'd following the acquisition of Yanisus Cabra. Uh, they sent uh, Thornton to Seattle for prospect Mason McCoy. McCoy's 28, still has yet to make his major league debut. He's been assigned to AAA Buffalo. Uh, so yeah, to the game, they're looking for that series victory down. Addition need... by subtraction, is that what we see right there? 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah well, it, here's your guy who probably isn't going to be in the majors anytime soon. Yeah. Would you like our guy who's probably not going to be in the majors anytime soon? My, my favorite soon? type of baseball trade. Mm. Yeah. Nothing for nothing. Yeah. Good. Uh, it's minor league deals. We yeah. love those. Uh, Blue Jays, yeah, again, looking for the series. All the best to goggles. All the best to goggles. Uh, you say Kikuchi up against Tony Gonsolin. Uh, top two, Jays get on the board. Uh, when big hit, Wit has a sack fly that scores Vladdy, and it's one nothing. Jays keep the offense rolling next inning with Brandon Belt. Smokes one into right field. Kevin Biggio scores. Go for the damn jugular, Jays. And big hit, Wit gets the memo. Top five, here he is. So now he's today 0 for 1 with an RBI. 0-2 pitch is cranked to left field. Taylor going back. A three-run home run for Whit Merrifield. 5-0 Blue Jays on Merrifield's seventh blast of the year. Take that, Tony Gonsolin. Yeah. 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 Ding <laughs> dong from Whit. Let's go. <laughs> Some dude went ass over tea kettle in the outfield bleachers trying to get that ball. There's really? a bunch of Jays fans like reaching for oh, it. Oh, yeah. Like, Tripped over the bleachers and everything. It was hilarious. Good. Also, like a lot of Jays fans in the crowd. Yeah, because most of the Dodgers fans were like, "No, nah, I'm not no. going to come that sit in the sun." sun there. Looked uncomfortable. Yeah, it did. Like yeah. in those, like it, you, like you need like SPF 100 on there. Just take it on because I could not be out there. You know, when I was in Italy, um, <laughs> <laughs> you would sweat so much that when you reapply the sunscreen, it doesn't soak into oh, your no. body. No, no. So it just slides off. Yeah, so yeah, it's like, what are we doing here? Pointless. Yeah. Uh, top six. <laughs> There's Dan- a lesson, kids. Don't wear sunscreen. <laughs> Don't wear sunscreen. <laughs> Especially <laughs> Don't if you're even a big sweaty boy. <laughs> oh, what's this mole? Yeah. Uh, top six. Dancing <laughs> Danny Jansen. Jeez. Might be my womp favorite. Womp. Might be my favorite player in baseball right now. Jano. Three one is hammered to left field, and Taylor will watch it soar way over his head. Solo home run. Danny Jansen. Six nothing Blue Jays. Yeah. Jays looking uh, good not to blow this one. Uh, credit the man that got the start for the Jays, Yusei Kikuchi. Uh, he went a solid six innings, striking out eight, only walked two. Have yourself a day, Yusei. Needed that in the worst oh way with God. how well or how much the bullpen has been used oh, lately. Yeah. Yeah. They just needed a day yeah. where those guys could just like sit and bake in the L.A. sun yeah. and just not do anything. And it really didn't look like it was going to be that. He kind of pulled this thing out of the fire. Mm-hmm. He had yeah. a f- quite a yeah. few base runners early on yeah. in the game. Yeah, first and second, one out, <laughs> Freddie Freeman at the plate. A lot of times that ends up going very badly, but instead it was a double play and the inning was over. Yeah, especially the way that Kikuchi likes to give up runs. The long ball? Yeah. yeah. That could have been bad. Yeah. But no! He was good yesterday. Uh, uh, also, I love when Danny Jensen hits a dinger. Yeah. That guy is uh, clutch as hell. Oh, he's he's been great. He's Love been me great. some Danny Jansen. Uh, yeah, that bullpen much better on Wednesday, and it was led by Jay Jackson, who even an inning in two thirds, striking out three. Uh, top eight, Bo Bichette looking to put the nail in the Dodgers' coffin. First pitch, swing and a line drive to left field, another base hit. Merrifield will score. Biggio coming to the plate, the throw cut off. They have Springer caught out in between second and third, but two runs come in to score. It's 8-1 Blue Jays on Bo Bichette's two-run single. Jays win it by that very same score in a very tidy 2-3 against the Dodgers. Off day today before they take on the other L.A. club, the Angels, to begin a three-game set back at Rogers Center uh, on Friday. I wish they were playing... Because I got lots of free time tonight. Really prefer if they had a game, something to watch. Yeah. But you know, I guess a little reprieve. Yeah. And then they'll take on the Angels and Always try and keep, break. keep them at bay. Just because what? Sweep right? Them. Four games. Just four three. games back. Uh, four games back. Yeah. Three games yeah. back. Yeah. 
Yeah, so just sweep them. Um, <laughs> and then they look like idiots for buying, and then they'll just flip you, Otani and Giolito. And, they'll uh, just leave them behind? Yeah, yeah, just leave them there. It's happened before. <laughs> Guys just crossed the dugout. The guy they just traded for? Yeah, flip them. They were to, like, uh, uh, to the Jays. They had them for one series, like, yeah, nah. Yeah. We didn't like it. We'd like to return this, please. He's probably pitching against the Jays we- this weekend, too. His last start was on Sunday. So, so just- No, he's actually he's not. Well, they'll they'll uh, no? avoid Giolito. Uh, oh. The pitching matchup is, I saw it here, it's going to be uh, Chase, uh, Phil Seth, uh, Reed Detmers, and Tyler Anderson. You absolutely made up that first name. Bye. Chase Silseth. <laughs> yeah. big, big Silseth guy. Yeah, great yeah. character Got him type in a, name. A- AL West Keeper League. That's uh, it, it's huge. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh, AL God. West Keeper League. AL West Keeper what? League. So dumb. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, so those Angels, they were in the news yesterday. Uh, first off, uh, they're not trading Shohei. Aww. Yeah, Tom Verducci broke uh, the news from SI <laughs> yesterday. Uh, sad news late afternoon on Wednesday, citing Aww. at the time. You want to hear it again? Oh, yeah. There you go. You should keep that. That's a, it is. That's a yeah. good. It's like right. That's from a good group side. Right from an '80s '90s sitcom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but Tom Verducci studio broke, audience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's where it was taken from. Can't mm. believe they were so mean to Screech. Aww, aww. Yeah, so they're keeping uh, Shohei Otani, uh, and with Mike Trout seemingly ready to return in mid-August, the Halos are flapping their wings, and they made a big trade yesterday. As well, uh, with the White Sox acquiring two of their righties and starter Lucas Giolito and uh, reliever Reynaldo Lopez in exchange for prospects Edgar uh, Caro and lefty Kai Bush. So Angels throwing their hat into this ring. We'll see what happens with Boston and the Yankees. Uh, this wildcard race is going to be insane. Uh, the Angels had their game wiped out last night because of rain, so they'll play two today. Shohei will get the start in the first one, so he's not going to go in the Toronto series. So freeing him up to focus on uh, chasing Aaron Judge's 62 and getting them Angels into the playoffs. Sorry, I'm seeing the Angels four games back, the Jays right now. Yeah, yeah they sorry. Play. Hey, four games back, three game series coming up. Oh, I thought that's yeah, right yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. As yeah. you were. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the Jays and Angels will get underway on uh, on Friday. Boston, uh, Boston's won four in a row. Yeah. Looking at the AL East and wildcard standings, Orioles and Rays both lost. So the Jays were able to gain a uh, game on them, sitting Woo! four and a half of the back of <laughs> the Rays, five and a half back of the O's. Uh, the Red Sox keep on winning. They take another from Atlanta. They're a game and a half back at Toronto. And the Yankees also winning last night. They're two and a half back. Yankees and uh, Orioles in a series this weekend. Yankees, they had a stretch of like, when you look at them on, on paper, from June 26th to July 26th, the teams they were playing were not very good. Yeah. And they went 11 and 13 in that stretch. Yeah. My yeah, question like was Colorado and the Cubs yeah they have the stuff. A's in there they the Mets Tigers I think like in some of these divisional matchups who do you cheer for like do the Orioles feel too far gone no. or are the Yankees a I- real challenge coming from behind like who would you rather would you rather the Orioles get further away or the Yankees get further away I, I would rather the Orioles come closer I I, w- I would t- I wouldn't mind the Yankees taking two or three from Baltimore this weekend yeah I <laughs> um heard one time from a, a former player who used to sit in here. He was like, yeah, once the team's behind you, you don't worry about them anymore. Just try to catch the one that's in front of you. So, yeah, go Bronx Bombers this weekend. <laughs> big, oh, how big, uh, yeah. big Kiner Falefa guy. <laughs> how does that feel? Yeah, Just not great. Yeah, disgusting. Yeah, 
Uh, some, some hockey news yesterday. Uh, big win for the Maple Leafs salary cap <laughs> yesterday as the team placed goalie Matt Murray on LTIR. Excellent. Uh, a wow. buyout would have hurt the team probably in more ways than one. It would have cost them just under 700000 this year, but $2 million next year. I thought you couldn't put guys on LTIR in the offseason. I, I it's really LTIR, like it's super long term. They they already know. They already know what on he's, July twenty seventh. Oh, it's our LTIR. Oh, yeah, yeah, really long LTIR. Yeah. Uh, so now they have Murray and Jake Muzzin on LTIR, which uh, saves them around ten point three million. Uh, so they still need to clear about one point two nine million to be cap compliant. That's insane. Uh, work continues for BT. Ten million dollars in LTIR. And they're still, and they're still not two million players or two million dollars. Two million shy. players. Yeah, it feels like it. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six. That's a disgusting seven. cap scenario there, Toronto. I, I love. I looked at it yesterday. I was like, that's hilarious. Yeah. And well, they, they, they at least they have a full roster. Yeah. Yeah. And they could buy somebody out if they wanted because they had to have a salary arbitration case. But I don't know who you'd buy out. They keep saying TJ Brody, but I'm like, you brought in John did Klingberg. You, did you really need Ryan Reeves? You didn't. You just got Ryan Reeves. Did you really you need David Camp at 2.4? Yeah, no. Probably not. Even, you know, like, he was he's I, fine. I, I really like the bargain bin hunting on Tyler Bertuzzi and Max Domi. I think those are great pickups. Yeah. Klingberg at four probably didn't Ugh. need that one. Yuck. No, you, know, you, you could, didn't. You could get a fine five, six defenseman for. Eight hundred, nine hundred thousand yeah. dollars, and be cap compliant today and be fine. But I enjoy John Klingberg. Oh man, look at all these second pair defensemen they have. You mean like, seven of them? Yeah, like all of them. <laughs> all of Klingberg. them. That's not fair. I like Morgan Riley, but okay, aside from that, sure. But is he a one or is he like a, a top he, pair defenseman who needs a guy? Right. Yeah. No, that's probably fair. Right. Like. If he's on a second pair, he's one of the best second pair defensemen in the league. Yep. yep. If he's on a good team, he's probably a second pair defenseman. If he's on a team with a really good blue line, yeah. the Maple Leafs are a good team. Teams are going to score on them this year. I bet. That's Teams all. are going to score on them a lot we'll this year. Out. Hot take. Hot, Hot take. take from Patty. Hot take. Goals will be scored. Yep. Uh, <laughs> talked about it late yesterday's show with the Carolina Hurricanes extended Sebastian Ajo on an eight-year, $78 million deal. It's an AAV of $9.75 million. Aho coming off a 36 goal year, making uh, he's one of the best centers in the game. We talked about uh, what this might do with uh, Elias Lindholm, two years older than Aho, not nearly a point per game player as much as Aho, but probably something pretty close uh, to what he got is what he'll want to stay here. Their top two centers for the next from now until infinity, like Pete said earlier, are going to cost them less than 15 million dollars. That's pretty good. You're yeah. very happy with that. Yeah, absolutely. I was actually thinking that like it, it it's a big number in the grand scheme of the National Hockey League and in life. But 9.75 for Ajo almost feels like a bit of a bargain. <laughs> it yeah. will it, it will in be, 3 years when yeah. he's 29 or 30 or whatever. Yeah, like a guy yeah. who's consistently like 25 30 goals. The cap gets up to 80 points. The cap gets up to 100 million dollars. Oh, careful but in the next little oh, bit here. Sorry there. Then all of a sudden you're you're feeling really good about it. And listen, they don't and, and they didn't have to give him that much of a raise. Like it's not even a million and a half bucks compared to his old deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which granted was that offer sheet deal. Man, it's it's the guys want to be in Raleigh. That's a good market. It's a fun place to play. Teams run. Teams fun or teams run well. It's fun to watch. They're a team that needs to actually do something this year. Though they need to go. Yeah, yeah. like they need to go. Th they've been the fun story for a little bit. They were the bunch of jerks for a while, and yeah. that, that's all fine and dandy. But you have 
a very talented hockey team here. It mm. needs to be more than none wins in the second round. For no, and like I, that it needs to be a, a thing now. Yeah, they need the goals to happen and not completely dry up. The injuries obviously didn't help them there in the playoffs. Man, but. you get added. <clears throat> You add Andre Svechnikov to that group in the playoffs and I'd throw Max Pacioretty in there, too. Yeah. Completely different story. Mm-hmm. Uh, t- and, yeah, so that, that Man, does I it. like this team a lot. It yeah, is. It is a good team. Uh, that'll do it for the hockey story. Uh, the Calgary Stampeders return to practice on Tuesday. Uh, welcome sight. As Kadeem Carey and Nick Taylor both returned after being on the six-game injured Nick list. Nick Taylor. Nick Taylor. Oh, I'd love to see it. Yeah, he hasn't even played a game yet this year, and he'll be needed, Maddie. Is it, did you see those names on that injury report? Yeah, she's long. Oh, my goodness. It that secondary. Long. Brandon Dozier, Tay Daly, Nichelle Jamerson, and Trey Roberson all sat out on Wednesday. <laughs> Uh, oh, is that all? That's all. That's just like <laughs> it's just your entire secondary. Yeah. This is your entire secondary. No you don't big have to deal. worry about it. It's fine. Uh, Brad Muhammad was out there getting starter reps as well. Oh, so good. yeah, it's uh, it's all hands on deck. Uh, well, at least ones you have uh, for Sunday. Uh, as for new addition to Gary Davis, he arrived late yesterday. Uh, should be at practice today. It's closed to the media, so we'll have a chance to at least chat with him after uh, after practice goes. Because it sounds like James Vodders is going to miss some time, uh, a lot of it. Uh, so Davis will be a very welcome sight around here for sure. Yeah, Trey Roberson, you have your boundary corner not practicing with a um, head injury. You yeah. have Natrell Jamerson, your field corner not practicing with a shoulder injury. Brandon Dozier, your starting safety, has a hip issue. And Tay Daly, who filled in at probably safety, I guess, would have been where he filled in. For like five minutes. Before he got hurt. <laughs> Ankle also did not practice. So when Dave yesterday said, yeah, we have a few things yeah. we're dealing with, he meant literally everybody. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Good to see yeah. that John... I'm, actu- I'm actually going to play uh, safety just to fill out the practice roster here, just to help guys out. Careful with those knees. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you still got to run a lot if you're running scout team. Um... Yeah, this is not a good injury list. Right yeah, now. we we were kind of Tucker, right. the yeah. rookie receivers on there. Yeah, the boot. He wasn't a boot. Dave mentioned that foot injury. Yeah, so James Waters is an arm, like we mentioned. Yeah, so I hate that it says arm, not hand. Yeah, it's just real because quick. that that tells me that it might be. I'm no, I'm no. not going to say anything. It's yeah, fine. No, it's, we'll find out more later on. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's your Stampeders story. Uh, they're in Montreal, of course, on Sunday. Uh, NFL story. Everything's so happy right now in Florida Park, New Jersey these days. Uh, Aaron Rodgers even reworked his contract for Gang Green as he voluntary re- voluntarily reduced his salary by around $35 million over the next two seasons. It's quite rare to see a player do that. He signed a two-year, $75 million, fully guaranteed deal on uh, on Wednesday, uh, set to make 110 on his previous deal. So yeah, like I said, very uncommon to see a player take a big pay cut like this, but it'll give the Jets a lot more flexibility uh, financially over the next couple of years with Rodgers at quarterback. Really going to have to tighten the purse strings, only making about $40 million a year. Yeah. Um, The sacrifices these athletes make is just inspiring. (laughs) (laughs) What was your reaction as a Packers fan? I mean, I'm... He... We all needed a... We needed to part with. No, that's fine. We all needed it. But would he have done this in Green Bay? No. He wouldn't have. This is that, several that, that, that's too. kind of the basis of my question, yeah. right? Yeah. Like the 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 happiness you're seeing. He's he's hanging out with Garrett Wilson. They're giving him jewelry. It's just like yeah, it feels like where the hell was this? Where was that relationship with with our guys over the last few years? No, yeah. you were not showing up at OTAs or whatnot. You weren't doing all that stuff. Not working with the rookies, but it's okay to be working out with those young guys with the Jets. It just felt like you know it just 
didn't end right. You know what? Sometimes right. sometimes change of scenery is good. Yeah. And it just feels like, honestly, and it would have been extremely hard to do at the time. But if you're Green Bay, you probably needed to do this like four or five years ago. Yeah. No, yeah. I, mean, I don't know about that because it, it, it felt okay. Like Devontae was here and then it was just. As soon as he left. As soon as Adams like, left, it was like, okay. So what? Yeah. Right out of the pandemic, essentially. Yeah. yeah. It was right in there, right around 2019, 2020. The, the, the losses in the playoffs kept mounting. You know, it, it just it, it added this, up. Is this also Aaron saying, uh, guys, I've been here at these OTAs and this is not good enough. We need we need to supplement what we have here. Mm-hmm. So I will take that a whole, pay cut. That whole, oh, maybe that's it. But the, the whole with Green Bay, oh, we need to bring whatever in. Like, they were consistently 13, 12 win team. Yeah. Like the team around you was fine. It was just sir. getting into the postseason. It's just where it you just, happened to yeah. suck in a couple of playoff games, yeah. and yeah. that was that. Like it's, yeah. let's not let's not say that you had a bunch of scrubs around no. you. It wasn't Aaron Rodgers on the Houston Texans, and look at that, no. they're thirteen and three. No, I thought like like Aaron Rodgers when he came into Green Bay when he took over from Brett Favre, he had a wealth of weapons to work with. Yeah, yeah. Jordan Love has nothing. Really to work with. Yeah, it's, it's, you guys should have seen the hand movements. It's, 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 it's Christian Watson who had a really good year. Came on the back end of last year. Loves good with Dobbs. We'll see, but yeah, Love is not going to have the same amount of weapons that Aaron Rodgers had to when he worked out in his first is year. Is the page already turned on Aaron Jones too? Like no, he had like I think one I, amazing year. No, Aaron Jones is still been, good. I think Aaron Jones has been one of the more consistent running backs over the last since he's been in the league. He's gotten better each year as he's gone on as well. And I think A.J. Dillon being added to that offense has mm-hmm. helped him out as well, spelling him as as whatnot. And I think those two will be massive for Aaron, uh, for Jordan Love going uh, this year, getting them involved and whatnot. I hate a shared backfield for fantasy. I know. That's I all know. of them now, though. I know. It sucks. Yeah. No, as, as someone who put a lot of eggs in the Aaron Jones basket for uh, a keeper league, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he, he's, he was fine last year, but yeah. But A.J. Dillon definitely stole a lot of red yeah. zone carries, yeah. too. Yeah, A.J. Dillon and his gigantic quads did not quads help me out at Those all. Those are yeah. large quads. Yeah. I'm very jealous of his quads. <laughs> Big boy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, TVP. Uh, local stuff. Boo! Look out! Okotoks Dogs playing their final game of three against the Sylvan Lake Gulls in Sylvan Lake. Dogs moved back into first place after their 9-8 win on Tuesday. So what went down in the finale as this playoff raises hot, hot, hot? Let the big dog eat! Let the big dog eat! Yeah, close. Close. But they got the 2-1 win up at the the lake to get a little bit more space between themselves and, and, uh, and the Gauls. They're back home tonight. It doesn't stop for these guys. No. Uh, as they welcome the Fort Mac Giants uh, to Seaman Stadium. Will they play first to three? First pitch tonight, 7.05. Pete, you on the call for any of these three? Uh, Friday's game. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm doing that one. That'll be a so. fun game. Oh, yeah. It's going to be Friday will be a rowdy atmosphere. Yeah. Is there a special promotion on Friday night oh. that you know about? Uh, I, I believe think that there Friday is, is uh, first responders night. Oh, okay. Okay. And then Saturday is it's five o'clock somewhere. Mm. Uh, Saturday for uh, there's a nice happy hour that goes on for that. Five, oh. Some five dollar drinky and food options. Is you this know. A, a regular occurrence on Saturdays or uh, is this only, a, a one off? This is the second that they've done. Oh, this one feels like it gets a little saucy down yeah. in the tokes. Yeah, it does. Yeah, people getting <laughs> fired up, getting ready for a playoff race. Yeah, pitter patter. Yeah. Uh, Calgary Surge playing their final home regular season game last night. A little Battle of Alberta action taking on the Stingers and Edmonton of Edmonton. 
Uh, my goodness, what a comeback from the surge in this one. Uh, I don't know. They've done that a few times. Yeah, this they year. have. I'd say they surged back. Uh, surging and purging, baby. I, I don't know how much of it was a huge comeback from the surge. By the way, they just shot, shot the lights out, but the stingers went completely dead. Cold. Like, they went like brick city. Yeah, like not locked them down. Heading into the fourth quarter, I think they had like they were shooting like forty nine percent from field goals. Uh huh. They ended up finishing out like thirty eight. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> it was just completely, yeah, yep, completely bad. Like the who surge. was playing good defense yesterday? Pete? Surge, all of them. Surge, good team effort. Surge yeah, trailed fifty nine fifty entering the fourth quarter. From there, they went on absolute tear, scoring twenty uh, twenty five uh, before the four minute target score was set at eighty four. Stingers only scored four points from the start of the fourth quarter on. Uh, they win this one, 85-67. And they went on a 35-8 run to end this one. Jeez. Sean Miller Moore. Sorry, what? 35-8 run. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Sean Miller Moore led the team offensively with 18 points. Uh, and then with the win, they will be home playoff basketball for the surge. They clinched at least the two seed. Still an outside shot at the one seed. But Edmonton's got to do them a favor and beat Winnipeg on Saturday. But even if they get the one seed, they don't get to go straight to championship weekend because the Vancouver Bandits are No, there. they'll have to play Vancouver Unless the, the Bandits get final. into fourth. Yeah, which they won't because the Rattlers need to beat Calgary on Friday to get any chance of them getting into the playoffs. The Stingers can still get in as well, but they need the Rattlers to lose and they need to beat Winnipeg. It's a weird way of doing it. I don't like it. But... Surge will have a playoff game at Surge home. will have a home playoff game. Nice. I think we actually know the date on that, too. Yeah? <clears throat> Excuse me. Give me one second here. I recently uh, put this into my little calendar thingy here. Ba -ba 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 -ba. The play-in games for the CEBL are going to be on Friday, the August 4th. Okay, so there's a good chance that next Friday the Surge will be playing uh, maybe... And the conference semifinals are on the Sunday, so they'll play either the Friday or the Sunday okay. at 7 o'clock, August the 4th or the 6th. So they could be playing Saskatoon or Winnipeg or Edmonton in any of those, or Saskatchewan, sorry, in any of those games. Breaking it down. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. The Canada Soccer Association is coming to Springfield. Women's World Cup rolling on last night. A big one taken on, uh, taken on in Group B action. Americans taking on the Netherlands. Rematch of the 2019 final. Uh, Dutch got out to a lead. 1-0 thanks to Jill Roard. Uh, but the U.S. would eventually find their way back, tying it up in the 60th minute off uh, Lindsay Horan header. 1-1 uh, is your final. Uh, the U.S. is now undefeated in their last 19 World Cup matches. That is a men and women's record. They're, that was the first time they trailed in a World Cup match since 2011. That was a physical game. Yeah. Just looking up and watching a little bit of the highlights yeah, this morning, yeah. I'm like, geez, they are throwing <laughs> full bodies out there. Yeah. Uh, that was a good game. I wouldn't be surprised if those two meet again later on in this tournament. Overnight saw Portugal pick up their first ever World Cup win, beating Vietnam 2-0. Uh, and just wrapped up about an, a half hour ago, upset City, and it makes Group B even more complicated. As five goals were scored in the second half, three by Nigeria, as they pull off the upset of the tournament so far, beating the co-host Australians 3-2. Uh, Australia got a goal real late, but it wasn't enough. Uh, so a draw for Canada in their final group stage match against Australia will be enough to move them on, but wow. a win would assure you going through as group winners, which is ideal because there's a chance you'd, uh, you, if you don't win it, you would play England in the round of 16. You do not want to play England in the round of 16. 
Yeah, it does make things a little bit more snug <laughs> in the, the group than I, I would like. But yeah, um, Nigeria but still, goes to second with four points, so Nigeria can still win the group as well because of that draw whoa, they picked up with Canada. Whoa! Yeah, so this group gets so Australia nasty. could be done. Australia could be very well done, but Canada's got to beat them. Oh, we Canada's got to beat Australia uh, again. We don't know if uh, Sam Kerr will be in the Put lineup. Put the money in the bank. Yeah, Let's go. That Let's in. go. Uh, tonight, Argentina and South Africa play at six, and overnight, England and Denmark will play. And then uh, when the show's getting underway tomorrow, China will be playing Haiti. Uh, 3M Open, the second to the last chance for PGA players to get who are outside <laughs> the top 70 in the FedEx Cup you standings. Like the Wii Sports music? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to find a way into the golf, golf postseason. KH Lee holds that number 70 position, and there's still quite a few big names on the outside looking in. Uh, looking for a big weekend here in Minnesota. That includes guys like Justin Thomas, uh, who, it's his, who sits at number 75. Ugh. Shane Lowry and Adam Scott are a couple others that need a big last two weeks. Taylor Pendrith is the one Canadian that's way back. A win could see him shoot up. Uh, we'll see. He's in the field as well this weekend. Overall, five Canadians are in the top 70. That being Nick Taylor, Corey Connors, and the two Adams, Hadwin and Svensson. And uh, Mackenzie Hughes as well. Uh, the latter three are just getting their rounds underway at 3M. Uh, let me just, uh, it's, it's very early. Uh, there's not a oh, lot. Oh, yeah, there's only a, a handful, handful guys out, out on there, the course. So I'm not even going to say the names out there's there. There's a whole bunch of guys in this that are interesting. Like, Tony Finau, you don't need to be playing in the 3M. No. You don't need to make any I ground just up. I some but, money. <laughs> but by all means, have at her, right? Like, he plays in a lot of tournaments, too, and I have no problem with that yep. whatsoever. But like you're right. Like, the, the, you start to look at the guys that are projected or starting to be at that 75, 80 kind of Mark, is that, how much? I don't know how many. How much points does a win get you? Uh, it, it kind of varies on the tournament, okay. but it was uh, six hundred for the the open. But yeah, that's I, I wanted to say it was three or four hundred, mm. but I don't know off the top of my head. Um, oh, Adam Hadwin's one stroke back right now. Well, there you go. Yeah, After uh, through three, Adam Svensson's in a great spot for this. Hideki Matsuyama's playing. He doesn't really need to. Matt Hughes, blah, 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 blah. yeah, sure. It's going to be a fine tournament. Um, where are they playing? This Lane, week? Minnesota. Oh. TPC Twin Cities. Yep. You owe me a puck. I do. Uh, LPGA also playing this week. It's a major. Yes, the, the fourth of five. Yeah, the Evian Championship in France. Brooke Henderson in the field looking to defend her 2022 title. She had a pretty good round one. Uh, as a good chunk of the field has finished. Uh, the rest of the ha- rest of them still on the on the course right now. But Brooke shot a 269 to set five back of leader Paula Reto. Yeah. So there's your, uh, there's um, your morning Did award. you um, where to your mother? Nice. Um, did you mention the Flames signing their first round oh pick Oh, my God. Yesterday? I completely missed that. Sam Honzik signed uh, his entry-level deal. <laughs> Three years. Could just sneak that one in, <laughs> yeah. the end there. Oh, my. No, no. It was a late morning report, and the Honzik news was early, and I totally yeah. forgot. Yeah, yeah. totally. Sure. And I, I, I had his computer for a little bit because mine got shut off. So uh, Sam Honzik, yeah. Three yeah. years, uh, $975,000. The standard ELC contract awarded two first-rounders. Uh, yeah, I mean this guy, a lot of tall, tall skill. Shoots oh. puck, skates, skates the ice. Yeah, yep. Does all those jobs. You know what he is? <laughs> Hockey player, prospect. <laughs> yeah, he's all these things. Yeah. <laughs> all right, great job. Uh, it's a morning report. If you own a BMW, you can choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Uh, coming up just after the break, we have uh, a few things to get to. Uh, some trade proposals for the biggest trade targets in the NHL. We're going to get through a few of those. And uh, Luke Gazdick set to join us in about 25-ish minutes here as well. So we got a big hockey hour coming up. Sit tight. Sports at 960 The Fan.